Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hat smiley face. Hello. Hello. You owe me a ditty now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. We finally got there, we finally made it, talking options with the options genius. Nice, I like it, I like it. You got another career there for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought, I thought about music for 15 years, but uh, I decided not to. Hello and welcome, everyone. You've made it to another thrilling episode of Two Bulls in a China Shop. I'm shopkeeper Dan, and with me as always is Kyle, creator of financialnetsuit.com. How are you doing today, Kyle? Ah, I'm doing great. Dreading tomorrow, but oh, it's neither here nor there. Yeah, yeah. This tomorrow, <laughs> when this comes out, will have be already be in the past. But yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. How's your mustache coming? Uh, you know, not not too bad. Not too bad. I uh, the older I get, the quicker it grows. So it's coming along. Mine starts on my neck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. We're so glad you've joined us today, folks. Today is a very special day. We've got. A fantastic guest with us. We're going to be joined here by Alan Sama, head trader and owner of Option Genius. Uh, He is an Amazon bestseller, author of the book Passive Trading, How to Generate Consistent Monthly Income from the Stock Market in Just Minutes a Day. And uh, we're going to let you know more about that. But first, Alan, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming on. Uh, I know we had to work a little bit to get this uh, this recording going. Yeah, better make it good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> the more you work for it, the sweeter it should be, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no pain, no gain. The more you value it. Oh, right. <laughs> All right. So, so tell us a little bit about your journey to becoming the option genius. So I was born as a trust fund baby and I started with $20 million. And End of story. Fantastic. All right. Next, next guest. Oh, man. Exactly. Then I made a course, uh, you know, and then I made a course and I started selling it. So. <laughs> Make more money selling the course than I do the options. Tell you that right? Yeah, no, um, I um, have a similar story to you guys. Um, you know, I got laid off from basically the only job I ever had. And um, it was really about, hey, do I go back to finding another job in the job market? Or do I try my hand at trading, which I had been starting to learn while I was mm-hmm. working because I was working remotely. So uh, it was a great job, learned a lot, um, but it just came to an end. Um, the business went under um, in the financial crisis. And so, um, you know, we were actually teaching mortgage brokers how to be mortgage brokers. Oh, really? <laughs> and oh, wow. the mortgage brokers, they all went away. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, they didn't need me anymore. Um, so I said, all right, cool. Let me, let me you know, um, l- try my hand at trading. And um, I took some of my wife's money and I lost most of it. Um, yeah. roughly Ooh. for like Ooh. 40, 43,000 plus, 
very quickly. Oh, you're kidding. And, um, you know, like you guys said, you know, you learn very quickly what doesn't work and most of it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, yeah. At least for me. Um, and I'll get so, those strangles to work one day. Yeah. So, <laughs> and so really the, the best thing for me was that, um, you know, she had, she had faith in me and she, she's like, you know, you need to make this work. And, um, so I went back and that kind of really put a fire under my ass. And then the, I, I looked at all of my records cause I keep paper records of all my trades, mm-hmm. write down everything. And so I found that, you know, I was doing day trading and I was doing this and I was doing that and buying and selling and value. And I was trying everything, you know, there was, there was one time where I was long the inverse ETFs, uh, mm-hmm. you know, SDS and SSO. So SSO is the two times, uh, S and P going up and sds is two times going down so i was long both of them i was like i can't lose right yeah uh, it's like the only trade that i can't lose on but guess what i did i, I ended up losing money on that trade i was like what you're the hell telling my story alan you're telling uh, my story this all sounds so familiar <laughs> but the, there is a light to the end of the tunnel that it sounds like yeah because the only thing that worked for me was uh selling options and i had done at least one trade where you know i'd put it on didn't really know what i was doing but i followed it and i put it on and i forgot about it mm-hmm. and then it it was in my paper records, but it wasn't in my account. And I'm like, where'd it go? The, my broker scamming me. You know, it should be here. <laughs> you know, I put the trade on. Where's my trade? And I kept researching. And then I realized that that trade had expired worthless. And it just yep. had gone away. So it doesn't show up on the, on the screen anymore. And there's no exit record. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, whoa, this is cool. You know, this is something that I didn't pay any attention to. And I made, you know, a good decent amount on it. And it, I didn't like, it was easy. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what is this thing? So I learned more and I dug, dug it deep into it. And we went into covered calls and naked puts and spreads and iron condors and, and all these different ones. And eventually I found that, um, you know, these type of trades are a lot more forgiving. So mm-hmm. if you're not the most savvy at technical analysis like me, and if you're always buying at the wrong time and selling at the wrong time, getting all emotional like me, then this really was something that was much easier to do. And, you know, it, you should probably hear it if you talk about it, but it's like you put the odds in your favor. And yep. so it's a little bit, I think it's more conservative, but it's a lot more passive in the sense where I don't have to be in front of the screen all the time. I'll put a trade on and then just check it and make sure it's, it's okay. And the theta decay just works in my favor. So the time decay, meaning the options go down in value, um, you know, every day as they should. And then eventually they expire. And when they expire, then the trade is over. Um, so what, what kind of time frame are you usually looking at when you're selling your contracts? Well, I'm in different strategies now, but um, usually I'm going around 45 days to about 25 days. Mm-hmm. You basically just rolling from monthly to monthly. Yep. So I'll stay That's in the months, and then <laughs> if I get out, then I'll be like, okay, good. Now let me look at next month. Sometimes I get out early, and I'll take a you know I'll take a week or two off, uh, not do anything, and then. Um, but most of the time, yeah, it's, you know, you're getting out of one and then you're getting into the next one. Are you just doing all of these covered calls or are you doing spreads we, or what, what are you doing to cap your, your, your losses? Because so we, selling so, options contracts can be really dangerous. Mm-hmm. So we do a little bit of um, all of them. You know, I've been doing it now for 15 years. So mm-hmm. I started uh, with the iron condor because I thought, oh my God, this is awesome. You know, you, you, 
you can make money on both sides and the, the stock doesn't move too much and um it's a trade that can't lose obviously i found out that yeah you can lose but uh, <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's probably the most complicated trade you can start with and that's the one i did and then i got you know i got good at it and then i did look at covered calls we did that for a while I still do them now in my so in my so let me break it down in my retirement accounts i do covered calls naked puts and some spreads and mm -hmm. the spreads are really there to just goose the returns because in those I'm looking for about 10% a month. Mm -hmm. um, the covered calls naked puts I'm looking for one, two, three percent in the retirement accounts. And then in my trading account, I do spreads, um, iron condors, and then I also do a little bit of um, futures options. So those are um, a bit more, they got a lot more oomph to them because there's more leverage involved. And so they're, they're faster they're very they're much faster trade so i'm in and out usually in around two weeks about 14 trading days before we go too deep into here maybe we should kind of talk can you explain uh let's start with an iron condor and maybe just real quick uh quick recap of what a spread is sure so a spread in the way i trade them is i want to be um selling the spread and so it is something that where you take an option that is far out of the money you sell that one and then you buy another one a little bit further out of the money to hedge yourself. So mm -hmm. it's a risk defined trade, meaning you know exactly, okay, I'm going to put in, you know, $500 into this trade or a thousand or 5,000 or whatever you put. That's the most you can lose. And then the, you get a credit for doing it, meaning you get paid when you put the trade on. That credit is the most you can make. Mm -hmm. Um, so now on the spreads that I do, so for example, let's say we have a stock that's just going up and up and up and up, right? Now, I like to play the trend. I like to play momentum. And so if it's going up and up and up, I'm going to sell calls. So mm -hmm. I'll sell a call spread. I'll get paid for that. As long as the stock doesn't go below my calls, my trade makes money. And on those type of trades, I'm looking for about 10%, like I said, on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. um, an iron condor would be doing that trade with puts and calls on the same stock at the same time. So you want in that situation you kind of want something that's going sideways you want a stock right. or an index or something that's you know it's not moving too much it's kind of lazy moving sideways and so you sell some puts below it and some calls above it and so that way you get paid for both you get paid for the calls and you get paid for the puts but you don't have to um you're not risking both sides because you can only lose on one side mm -hmm. you know so you have um, the same amount of risk as if you just did a one-sided spread, but you get double the credit, so you make twice as much money. Right. I always found that yeah, the more complicated things get, the the worse I do at them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll have some links in the uh, episode description explaining those a little bit better too. Uh, yeah. Anybody? Yeah. yeah. I'll need to follow those. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so you're looking to generate about ten percent, ten percent a month return on your investment? Then. Yep, that's the goal. Yeah, that's the goal. I mean, you don't always get there, right? You're going to have months where you make less. There's going to be months when you lose money. So if I aim for 10, you know, I can think, uh, hey, you know, if I get five for the month, hey, I'm happy. You know, that's 60% a year. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. So um, I, I cannot complain. There have been, been years when I've done over 100%, and then there have been years when I've lost money. So, right. um, but overall, for the past 15 years, it's been working really, really well for me. So. Yeah, it sounds like your path kind of took the same path that mine actually took. Like that was what led me to to quit my job. I was thinking like I could sell contracts because uh, you know eighty percent of them or whatever expire worthless. I'd rather be on the side that has the math with it, and and I'll just I'll just basically trade the wheel. I'll sell puts until I get a 
you know, until I get the stock and then I mm-hmm. just sell calls against it until they get taken away. Yep. Um, yep. success but, has been mixed so far, but, uh, still not working. So, <laughs> Oh really? Okay. Well, we can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like I need to read your book is what it really sounds like. Yeah. I mean, you know, right now we're in a bull market and, um, yeah. And so, um, the puts that we've been doing, the selling, the puts, I mean, it's been, it's been working phenomenally, um, mm-hmm. covered calls are doing well as well. Um, because we go pretty far out of the money. So like, you know, it's not always 80%. Sometimes I'll go 85, 90, 95%, depending on what I want to do. Um, so in my retirement accounts, I don't want to lose my stock. And so I'll sell pretty far out of the money. So I'm not making as much on those, but I don't want to lose my stock. And I'm just looking for a little bit, you know, I'm looking for, you know, 1%, one and a half percent, maybe a month. And I'm happy with that. Um, and so the nakeds, you know, it's also, it's also stock selection. And I think that's one of the issues that a lot of people get mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, people say that, oh, when you're selling options, you should be looking at the ones that are the most volatile names because they have the most premium and you get paid the most. To me, I think that's like a suicide mission. And <laughs> and I just want to be the, I just want the safe ones that are boring, that are, you know, everybody ignores them. You know, I like the small, the, the large, very large companies. They pay dividends. They don't move very much. Those are the ones I just want to cash flow. You know, I just want to be selling right. naked puts on them. They're not going to drop 10%. If they do, it's like a, it's like a, whoa, my God, this thing dropped 10%. You know, it's, it's, it's news. Um, so I want to sell those and I want to keep them and collect the dividends and then just get my cat, my cost base is down as far as I can get. So do what, you, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Dan. Do you have a favorite company then that you find yourself going back to more than others? I like stuff um, like McDonald's, Walmart, Starbucks. Mm-hmm. You know, big names. Everybody's known them. They're around the world. They have dividends. So, you know, that they're, if they're paying the dividend, they're still profitable. They're making money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Apple is kind of joining that list, although Apple is still a little bit more volatile than the others, but yeah, stuff like that, you know, basic big name Dow components, most of them. Um, yeah. One of them that I really like that um, hasn't, has been doing really well over the past few years is intuitive surgical. It's mm-hmm. uh, ISRG, so it doesn't pay a dividend, and it's not good. It doesn't have a lot of option volume, but for credits, for covered calls and naked puts, it's it's good enough. And um, mm-hmm. that stock has been doing really, really well for me for the last few years. So that's a particular name. Nice. So yeah, that, those, some of these are pretty expensive, though. I mean, yeah, you got to be real careful. You don't get stuck with, <laughs> you know, a couple hundred shares of mm-hmm. something if you don't have the account uh, to cover that. Yeah. So in that case, you know, what we can also do is you can always roll them. So Mm -hmm. if I get into a position where I'm sold a naked put and it goes into the money, like I've done this with uh, right now, my kid loves Roblox. I don't know if you have kids, but um, my kids are always on that show and that on that game. And I was, when it came out, I was like, Oh, this is cool. You know? So I sold some naked puts on it and now they're in the money and they've been in the money for like three months. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I just roll them to the next month. So about maybe a week or so before expiration, I will buy back the put, the naked put, and then sell it again for the next month. I'll collect a little bit more premium and then the trade just continues. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. 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 Wow. I didn't even think about doing that. That's awesome. Okay. So roll it over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm making notes for myself. Now these are, (laughs) these are on stocks that you actually think are eventually going to go back up. You know, if it's still going down, 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 then you're like, no, you need to bail out and be like, yeah, I'm not doing this. (laughs) But if it's a decent company with decent, you know, fundamentals and, you know, they're making money and all that stuff, then yeah. 
I've always gravitated towards the cheaper stocks when trying to sell contracts, just because at least if I'm selling a naked put on something that's only valued at like $15, then I know I can't lose more than $15 a share. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like my thinking is that I want to be in a company that I know is not going to zero. So I don't have to worry about that. Well, Ford is, uh, I mean, Ford for a while was trading around 15. It's at 18 now, but yeah, no, Ford's I mean, there's a good still one. some solid companies that are you yeah. know, in that range. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of other ones that aren't though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fall into that volatile range. <laughs> yeah. Like if it was a two hundred dollar stock and now it's at fifteen, you know, there's another issue going on there. That's a good yeah. point. <laughs> Hertz is coming back. I just right. saw a good PR story, damn it. <laughs> uh I want to go back to, to losing forty thousand dollars of your wife's money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so what it, what were you doing that got you? Like, were you uh, trying to day trade options? Were you? I was doing a little bit of everything. I was day trading stocks. Um, I was buying options. I was buying and selling. Um, like, I was doing some value investing for a little bit. I'll be watching Kramer every night and looking at, oh. you know, what's Kramer telling me to do? Okay, I'm going to do this Kramer. and that. I would watch Fast Money every day, look for the, anything that, oh, this is going up. Okay, hey, copper's going up. Let me buy some, you know, FCX. Let me buy some of this. Um, so, trying to play the trends, trying to play all that stuff. I looked at um, futures, you know, trading futures a little bit, but that's that takes a lot of money uh, uh, no nah, it actually takes less than you think really yeah four thousand dollars you can fund an account yeah but then i mean like you go to japanese japanese yen that that takes that's a oh, lot of money per contract just many features s&p minis and micros now yeah at that time they didn't they didn't i don't think they had those probably yeah uh, i think minis were kind of a new thing yeah but yes yeah, so i was trying a little bit of everything whatever i could whatever book i could find um whatever video i could find I'm just trying a little bit of everything and nothing, nothing really worked for me. So, at least. so what was it that actually got you out of that, that, uh, I guess funk you can call it. So until, um, for, for several months, um, my wife did not know that I was losing all the money. Mm. You know, she'd come home and she actually, I mean, bless her heart. She took a second job. So she's working two jobs while I'm at home yeah. trading and, and we didn't have any kids at the time. So that was good. But, mm. um, you know, she'd, she'd come home tired and she wouldn't really want to talk about it because sometimes I'd be happy. Sometimes I'd be sad. She really yeah. couldn't tell what was going on. And then one day she checked the mail and the account statement had come in the mail Mm-hmm. And she's like, where's all the money? Oh, no. And I was like, yeah, we need to talk about that. And then, you know, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I could tell that, you know, the, the marriage was on the ropes because we were newly married and she had saved up for years um, working to, to save up this money. And so it was really a matter of, you know, I promise you that I will uh, give me three months. That's, mm-hmm. that's what it boiled down to. It's like, give me three months. I promise you, I will at least get back to break even or like, you know, not lose money every month. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'll start making it back. And if I don't, I'll get a job. So that was it. That was my ultimatum. I had three months to turn it around or go back to, you know, the yeah. nine to five grind. So I got to ask you, one of the things that took us a while to learn was uh, basically the number one job of being a trader is risk management. So what point during that journey did that finally kick it in your head? Managing um, risk is the most important thing to do, so you don't yeah. end up blowing out an account like that. It didn't really hit me um, for a long time, even after I started getting a little bit consistent. Really? 
Yeah. Um, mm, that's interesting. You know, I kept going gung ho blazes forward until um, maybe, maybe like a year, year and a half. Wow. Of really, you know, trading full time. Mm -hmm. um, the one thing, the benefits of the selling options is that they're not that many losses. You know, right. you don't lose on too many trades because it's set up to to help you win, and so that kind of helped me. But I would I would have these huge losses. Like if I'm making ten percent on a trade, the idea was not to lose more than twenty five to thirty percent, mm -hmm. but I would be losing you know forty percent, fifty percent, sixty percent, and I just couldn't get out of that hole. Um, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you the secret. Um, what turned it around? It was my wife. Mm, really? um, yeah, so she's like. Cause I was talking to her at this point. I'm like, Hey, this is working. This is not working. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. She goes, you know, it seems like you have everything you need. You're just not sticking to your own trading plan. Right. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Cause I get emotional. <laughs> you know, I think it's going to yeah. turn around. I think it's going to do this, but then, you know, CNBC said this and then Fox said this. And so she's like, all right, let's do this. She goes, I'm going to come and check on you every day at a certain time. And we're going to go through each trade mm -hmm. and I'm going to ask you questions and then you have to answer. I'm like, okay, let's do it. So she would come up, you know, she'd come upstairs to the office and she'd be like, all right, show me your trade. All right. What's the goal? How much are you trying to make? All right. Where is it now? What's the trading plan? What happens if it goes down? You know, when are you going to adjust it or when are you going to get out? And then if I haven't gotten out yet or if I haven't adjusted, then I have to answer why. Why? Yeah. And if I don't have a good answer, get out now. That's um, that's yeah. really awesome, actually. So you just delegated your risk manager hat to to your wife. Pretty much. And then, um, you know, there were times where I didn't want to have her breathing down my neck anymore. Oh, and so yeah. that's when I got better at it myself. <laughs> and then, you know, after a while, she was like, hey, I think you got it. You don't need me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Congratulations. Like you can manage risk. <laughs> I, know, <right? laughs> I know you say that you, you think that you're blessed to be uh, to be able to do an, a dream job of earning money in the stock market and working in your PJs. But I think you I think you hit the lottery twice. It sounds like you really married a great woman. Oh, yes, I did. Yeah. I did. And she hates yeah. me telling this story about how I lost her money. She hates that story. Oh, really? Well, you made it back. It has a happy ending. <laughs> right. She's like, you sound like such an idiot. I'm a dumbass. I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, that was all of you. Yep. I was like, yeah, we all go through it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we all do it. Exactly. Yes, That's what we do. Say. <laughs> no, nobody uh, just starts <laughs> out and just like, oh, every trade I've made, it's been great. What's mm -hmm. your problem? <laughs> <laughs> no, most people will blow out an account too. And that's why one of yeah. the things that we've been learning is like, well, Dan and I are both trying to, to learn futures. So we're going through some courses with the Trade Pro Academy. Mm -hmm. I think Dan just flipped to live today. I'm sure on did. week four now. Awesome. Uh, but one of the main things with that is like, okay, we fund the minimum amount we need in that account in case something goes wrong. Um, you know, the most we can lose is whatever's in that account. Yeah. We're not going to fund yeah. it with, you know, the life savings and then give ourselves, you know, a couple hundred yeah, thousand dollars exactly. to go fool around with. Yeah. But the cool thing is, you know, you guys have each other to bounce ideas off, to talk to, mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of people try to do it on their own and they're just like I did, you know, I was lonely. I was doing this right. stuff. I couldn't figure out what was wrong. I didn't have anybody to talk to. Cause I mean, you tried to talk to your neighbor or your friends or your family or like, Oh yeah. Hey, I sold a, you know, a call spread. And they're like, what, what the <laughs> hell are you talking about? So, it's like, I couldn't talk to anybody. So right, right. it's awesome that you guys have somebody. Well, actually yeah. I think the podcast for us is actually, but what's taken the role of the wife explaining the moves. I mean, at the end <laughs> of every episode, we do a good, bad and the ugly segment where we talk about something that worked, something that didn't work and something that was really bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's accountability right there. You got to yep. tell the world. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> so now, yeah, when you're getting ready to do something stupid, you're like, ah, oh, do I really want to talk about this on Saturday? Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, okay, I'm looking through your your uh, sheet here that you sent us, and one of the things that I see on here that's really interesting is that you made a small investment uh, for your four year old. Uh, what's the deal with that? All right. So, um, the biggest thing that I've been learning by talking to people and everything is that people are not, people don't have enough saved for retirement. Mm -hmm. You know, that's like the one biggest thing. And people come to us and they're like, Hey, you know, I'm in my fifties. I just got laid off. You know, what am I going to do? I don't know what to do. I got to figure out how to trade. I'm like, well, you're under a lot of pressure. I don't know if this is the right time. Right. Um, and so I didn't want my kids to have to go through that. So, um, currently my wife has another business. Mm -hmm. And so what we did was we have three kids. We got a 10 year old, nine year old, and now she's five. So the little one is, is five. At that time, she was four uh, when we started this. Actually, no, um, she was when she was born is when we started this. So we took the kids and we um, found a way for them to earn some money. Mm -hmm. And basically we did it as we were their models. Um, so they model and we take pictures of them for advertising, for our website, the brochures for my wife's business. Hmm. Um, and so the kids get paid for it and that money then goes into their Roth IRA. Okay. So that they have no, there's no taxes. There's no income taxes on that money that they, that they make. Right. Because they're minors and there's a certain limit. So, um, I'm not an accountant, so don't, uh, you know, (laughs) none of us are, I don't think. Um, but when we started it, you know, the rule was you could make up to 12,000 as a child and it would not be taxed. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, who knows if that's going to change anytime soon, but, um, we could, we could pay them, take that money, put 6,000 into the Roth IRA. Now, you know, she's five years old. So we've been doing that for a few years and currently she has about $50,000 in her account. Hmm. Now you you can look at, you know, you can do the math on any investment calculator. She's five years old. She's going to retire in 60 years. So you take that 50,000 invested in, let's say an index fund and you make 8% a year, right? Mm -hmm. Compounded for 60 years. How much is she going to have at the end of that 60 years? It's going to be well over $2 million. Right. That's if I don't put any more money into it. If she never touches it, she doesn't put anything else. You know, she's going to have a $2 million retirement fund when she, when she's done. And and that's without me doing any of my option stuff or, or, Mm -hmm. you know, doing anything. Dare Um, I say better than a college account. Fund yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, part of it is, you know, the money uh, she's going to, when she takes it out, she, at, when she retires, she won't have to pay any taxes on it. Yep. So we made the money. We didn't pay any taxes on it. She's going to grow the money and not have to pay any taxes on it. And then she takes it out and there's, so there's like no tax at all. Um, uh, it's like yeah, the only might, loophole I've seen like this. We might need to blue bleep some of that out just in case. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's interesting though because we we saw a story not too long ago about uh, a senator proposing a bill to like uh, and i don't think there's any traction on the actual bill but what was interesting was the math behind it he said that i think it was about twenty two hundred dollars for every newborn put into an account for him (laughs) like that would Mm -hmm. basically make them retire as millionaires yeah yeah i mean if you start early enough and you put it away and you don't touch it it you know it just compounds and it works and hopefully Mm -hmm. it'll be at the same you know average at least seven eight percent a year that the stock market's been doing historically so um you know of course things change in the future we don't know but i'm trying to to set these kids up in a way that can help them succeed you know 
And if you, you if, you, if you think about it, like if she doesn't have to worry about saving for retirement, then whatever she makes, she could like enjoy it. She could give right. back to her community. She can, you know, spend it, do whatever you want. Care of you, yeah. Hopefully. But yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the plan. Yes, that's my retirement plan right there. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about um, your your company, Options Genius. What do you guys do over there? So it started off as um, so when you sell options, you know, it, it's a kind of boring. It's very, like I said, it's passive. It takes just a few minutes to put on a few trades and then just yep. watch them, watch them, watch them. And so um, when I started doing it, I got bored, and so I would go and I would bother my wife. <laughs> hey what you doing what are you doing oh you're cooking that again she's like can you just get out of my hair and i'm like well no because i don't have anything else to do she goes why don't you like teach other people how to do what you're doing and i was like oh that's a good idea so i started a website and the idea was you know i'm gonna have one website and i'll just do my trades and i'll share them with other people it'll be a membership site they'll pay me for it if they want to do the trades great if they want to learn that's great whatever and you know hands-off kind of thing that mm -hmm. started doing really well, started growing. Then people started asking questions. How do you do this? How do you do this? What about this strategy? What about this strategy? And it just grew from one website to, to many of them. Three. Now we have three different memberships. We got like three different coursing, uh, coaching programs. Um, we got a couple of books out there to spread the word. And eventually I got to the point where, you know what? the the emails that we would get from people would be so heartbreaking um that it's like there's this better way that i think i've found and people don't know about it let me let me expose let me share the message and so that's really behind what option genius is i mean um you know i not to brag but you know i'm trading a, a seven-figure account and so i can if i can make you know two or three percent on that in a month yeah. i'm living a really really nice lifestyle you know yeah. I, mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't i don't have a private plane i don't have a lambo i don't need any of that stuff it, so we're we're really doing well and so this is like if it works great if we can help other people great if not i can walk away i don't need it but um we've we've been doing this for a while um and we've really it's it's heartwarming when somebody comes in say, oh man i just did my first trade and i made 10 percent. oh man um and we have a we have our own podcast and i've started to interview our students mm -hmm. and so they come on board and they're like you know i had a small account like we got one guy um we gave him a scholarship like every year we have a scholarship to one of our courses so he actually won the scholarship and he's like you know i have a small account it's like four thousand dollars and he's a teacher and he does now what you were talking about the wheel so he mm -hmm. learned that from us and he's doing it and he's like hey you know i made 30 percent this year from my wow. wheel so i was like yeah nice. that's awesome you yeah. know um there's other guys they're making like seven eight percent ten percent um we had one guy who came in he lost his job and then he's like, Hey, I'm in your program. What do I do? I'm like, dude, follow the program. Yeah. <laughs> he already paid for it. <laughs> so he started doing it, you know? And, um, seven months later, he's like, yeah, dude, I'm making 10 grand a month. I'm like, that's freaking awesome. And he goes, you know what he told me? He goes, I'm going back to work. I'm like, what? Oh, why? <laughs> he goes, because it doesn't take any time. And I want to go back to work. And, uh, <laughs> I like, okay. Whatever floats oh, your boat. Well, learn a different skill. I mean, You're right. <laughs> I guess so. that's what you want to do, I guess. Yeah. It, it's funny, though. The more people that we talk to, especially the, the ones that are really successful, it seems like they all want to give back somehow to the community. Mm-hmm. That seems to be a common theme, and I don't really see that in a lot of other industries. 
No, I mean, there's only so much money you can make and it doesn't really make you that much happier anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you can, like they have, you know, the Maslow's hierarchy with the triangle going up to be like self-actualized, you got to have significance and you got to give back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh boy. That's awesome. Okay. But but, I mean, you guys are doing that, you know, with the podcast and you guys are helping people. So um, you guys hope. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Mostly they're learning what not to do, but (laughs) (laughs) well, there's value in that as well. Oh, there is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think that was our tagline once. Let us lose the money for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've proven myself capable of that time and time again. <laughs> All right. What else we got on here? Dan, you got any other questions here? Um, yeah. So so when you're starting out, some people, I mean, I know you mentioned you get somebody start as low as four grand. Do you, do you give people like a target, like try and get this much money together to start the ball rolling or you just, um, what, you know, we the, say, the we, we say if you're going to do what we call passive trading, um, they can start with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're going to go into something like just spreads or like futures options, then we say, start with about 10,000. Okay. Um, but even then you want to start off with paper trading, especially if you've never traded options before, cause you need to, you need to know what buttons to push and, right. you know, you, you don't want to hit the wrong button instead of the sell, you hit the buy and it goes Oof. backwards and you got to know what you're doing on the platform, the software, the broker software, before you start putting real money at risk. Yeah. Is there so, a specific uh, broker that you prefer? Um, I have most of my money at um, Thinkorswim and Tasty, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't really matter. I've, we've been getting more into Thinkorswim too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like their their bracket order. Yeah, that, their that, options bracket it, order. It took us a year to figure out the active trader and even know it existed. <laughs> 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 but man, that made a huge difference. <laughs> huge, huge. <laughs> Why wow, you can just drag your stops? <laughs> Yeah, but that's more day trading options. So. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we do talked a little. Use, do, oh, hold on, r- real quick. Do you ever use the uh, the thinkorswim probabilities when you're looking at selling your options? Um, so we have a couple of different ways. Um, I use the the desktop thinkorswim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, uh, you know, if you're looking at an option, right? You look at the option chain, and it tells you what the delta is. You can pretty quickly find out what is the probability of that option. So mm-hmm. if yeah. it's delta twenty. That means okay. This del- this option has an eighty percent chance of probability of expiring worth. If it's a uh, delta ten, it's got a ninety percent probability of expiring worth. So that's kind of like rule of thumb, really quick table math, you know, where you could be like, yeah. okay, I want to do this, or I'll look at the analyze tab. You know, if it's a more complicated uh, trade, then I'll look at the analyze tab and I'll use the numbers that they give me there. Okay, mm-hmm. I tried never- that for a little bit with straddles and strangles, but I didn't have much success. I think mm. I heard that before with the Delta, but I never, I pay attention to it more because that's to tell you how much the underlying will move, right? Like for every dollar that the, uh, right. mm-hmm. the underlying moves, then you should see a 30 cent change if it's a 30 Delta or 20 cent if it's 20. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, I don't know how accurate that is because it always changes all, all the time. So right. it's like- <laughs> um, yes, that's true. <laughs> it's like, I thought it was going to move 30 cents. Well, your Vega did this and the Gamma and did that. So, <laughs> okay, great. Thanks. Plus now the Delta is different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we started talking a little bit about uh, crypto, Dan. Should we move into, move into yeah, that? Yeah, I would love to, to talk about it, uh, especially coming from somebody who educated their way into options success. Uh, do you have anything going with uh, crypto? Um, 
So I have been taken advantage of a couple times. (laughs) 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 We can talk about that. But um, so I am learning um, about recurrently um, a friend of mine introduced me to, um, I guess they're called altcoins. You know, so I do have some of the big ones, you know, the Bitcoin, the Ethereum, um, whatnot. And um, those I'm just holding on to. So Mm -hmm. um, and then I just started because I have a lot of it. I have it at Coinbase. And so I've put up my Ethereum for what was it called staking or stocking? Oh, staking. Where you get, yeah, yeah, yeah staking. Get money so, for it. Yeah, so they hold it on, they hold it for you, and they pay you four and a half percent a year. Hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to sell it anyway. Might as well make something off of it. And I think you know the, it's been going up and up. So hopefully by the time I actually want to take it out, it's appreciated, and I've already made that four and a half percent, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Uh, I'm doing that. And then I'm starting to get into these altcoins and trying to figure out which ones are actually going to make it big and which ones are scams. And about, I guess, 99% of them are scams. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, so my friend's been showing me like, hey, you know, you can tell how much money was used to create this coin? And then are they allowed, are you allowed to sell coins? Are you not allowed to sell coins? Or, you know, what are the different, um, like the the little, the red flags, Uh you know? Like, oh, hey, this coin is a scam. This coin is a scam. This coin maybe not be a scam, (laughs) right? (laughs) you know? And so, you know, you put your money in and then if it goes up a little bit, you take your money out and then you'll play with the house money and then you let it ride kind of thing. Yeah. so which uh, coins have you found that uh, that piqued your interest then? So um, the one that I'm getting into right now, I haven't got, like, I'm pretty new at this. So I'm still learning and looking around. Um, the one that I have found that has a good chance of success right now is called Floki. Floki, uh, yeah. like the, the Norse god? Uh-huh. Yeah. The trickster God. Yeah. Floki dot I N I N U. Floki in you. Um huh. and so his symbol is a dog with the the Viking helmet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um so it's it's one of the meme coins. Um, but they're doing a ton of advertising. They're coming out with some actual use for the coin soon. Um, you know, so that one has already gone up in value a lot, and there's probably a lot more to go in my opinion. So hmm. um that's one that I'm going into. What's one that you're that you uh, uh, found some red flags on? Then there's been a bunch. Um, the names I don't know off the top of my head, but there was one. Um, oh, it's like World Peace Earth or something like that. You know, it's like so. There's so many of them. There's like they call them weird names. Whatever is trending at the moment. Like there's Endgame Coin and Avengers Coin. Oh, like, I just read a story <laughs> that the uh, Squid Game right. Coin. The the creators, <laughs> they, apparently, the creators fleeced everybody. And <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what's your thoughts on hamster coin <laughs> jack dorsey's favorite he thinks that's going to overtake ethereum oh really i don't I haven't heard of that one <laughs> nobody sure. has nobody has i know <laughs> don't listen to jack dorsey that's all i have to say right. but, i mean you know it's so it's just it's it's like the wild west is full of gambling and um you know, the, the guy that's teaching me about it, he's like, yeah, you know, we probably have maybe another year or two years before this, all this stuff gets regulated and all these altcoins are just gone. You know, uh, it's, it's kind of started already too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, didn't I see something about the SEC getting authority over, was it stable coins? Stable coins. Just yeah, sure, today. Yeah. Oh, that's Biden, today. Okay. Biden said, if you don't do it, we'll issue an executive order to make it happen. 
Mm. so it's on the way like, yeah it's happening there 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 the beginnings of regulation i should say not, not right. like we won't get there for, for a bit yeah uh so oh because oh. i mean we think that you know the people behind these coins are like really sophisticated and smart developers and they spend all this time and effort mm. you know creating yeah. the coin it costs like a dollar to make a coin yeah dan and i were and, actually looking at making our own yeah <laughs> the two bulls coin bullish <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> you know so it's like it, yeah it doesn't take a lot and it's pretty simple and people there like new coins come out every like five minutes there's a new right. coin, and so it's like geez yeah you're constantly fighting that dilution mm-hmm. so it's interesting it's something that is you know i'm playing with it but i'll go it's money that i can afford to lose right. um and the bread oh, and butter good. is still you know stock market options trading that's what i was going to ask you what uh i mean because now that you have a, a real risk manager side to you like what's your how do you limit your risk then onto that i'm assuming you do it based on like a small percentage of your portfolio or like this is probably just play around money right especially when you're learning yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i'm you know I, I bought um 30 grand of ethereum and that is what i'm about to put at risk in all this stuff. Um, right. But some of these coins, like they're brand new, right? So they're little and right. they can go up 500, 800, 10,000%. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they'll go back down. you can have a really big move and um you know some some of the people that i know they've this year this past year and this is why i got into it because they took like really small amounts and they've made you know they have a million dollars or five million dollars or three million dollars worth of cryptocurrencies and i was like um why aren't you selling you know yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then they go off and they're like well you know it's gonna go up more and you know i gotta pay taxes i don't want to pay 50 percent taxes or more move to puerto rico and you know so they they have all their transfer transfer to a more stable one mm-hmm. <laughs> oh god dan just had this same conversation with a couple of his friends yeah yeah made 50 yeah. percent on the latest dip on bitcoin and then refuses to sell any it's like, take more a little profit 50%. yeah 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 exactly like like you're saying like take your money out let let it be house money like yep. exactly you're not fucking risking anything come on and exactly. then you got money to reload in case it drops again yep. yes yeah. you want to have some ammo laying around to to, to jump into something when the opportunity strikes. Yep. Now, see, you guys are you guys are traders. You know, you guys are watching the markets. You guys are there in the front of the screen. I'm not that much into mm-hmm. it. You know, I'll keep my screen open, but I'm not checking all the time. And so for me, that's it's a little bit harder. And so you know, I, for my Bitcoin and Ethereum or whatever, I'm not I'm not selling it. You know, even if yep. it dips or if it goes up, I'm not selling. It. I know I'm going to hold it for another maybe 10, 15 years. So. Um, Hopefully it keeps going up or we'll see how it goes. Um, but for now, the idea was, Hey, just buy it, hold it. And if it keeps going up, maybe you, you add a little bit here and there. Um, so I've been doing that. No, but you, that's your plan. It's a long-term plan. At that mm-hmm. point. Yeah, You're not yeah. trying to, to strike it rich. The, the people that are buying into these things, trying to strike it rich and then refusing to ever sell. Oh, that's silly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like you got to get paid some point. There was a one guy <laughs> on, they had an article where he became a, a Dogecoin millionaire and he's like, I'm not selling. I'm like, um, no, no what's the point anymore? <laughs> it's like, what's the, <laughs> yeah. what's the point? What's you never the were point? a millionaire because you never sold. It's not real money. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, have you come across anything? I guess staking is kind of similar to derivatives, but like if, if there comes a time where you can, sell calls on your Bitcoin? You're going to do something like that? So, yeah. So they just came out with, um, they do have options. Bati? On them, don't they? Uh, is it Bati? Oh, yeah, I forgot the name of it. E O I T. No. 
Dang it. The the first ETF, Bitcoin ETF just came out. That's yes, that's right. Um here. That I'll, was a futures based one too though, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, BITO, BITO. There we go. So that's uh that's tradable and that that has options. So um you know, right now it's at $39. I don't know if that's cheap enough for your wheel, but um I think that well cuz that's if that's based around a futures contract, uh, it's going to be constantly losing money too over time, right? Probably going to get like double decay if you uh yeah, yeah. So you get decay of the futures contract, then you get yeah. Every time, every time they roll it forward a month, they lose, right? Because right, they have yeah. all the fees and stuff to pay. So um, that is something that might be a really good one to sell options on. Yeah. yeah, right. Yep. So I mean, I, you know, I've, I've sold some calls on it because I was like, okay, if Bitcoin goes up, and they're saying you know Bitcoin's going to be a hundred thousand by the end of the year. I was like, okay, I'll sell some calls on it, and uh, or no, sorry, I'll buy some calls. I bought some calls. This is one of the few ones where I'm actually buying calls. Mm-hmm. Um, now that trade is still negative but you know it's a bet you know it's a bet if it goes up great just manage that risk Mm -hmm. manage that risk so uh let's let's um wrap things up with uh, i want to ask you some questions about just some of the 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 most common mistakes that you see uh from your students or Mm -hmm. or just the biggest struggles that they have and how to how to overcome those okay Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so if you're going to give us like just the top couple that you see top two uh, okay so first off i would say is that they try to do too much too soon and mm-hmm. so one of the things that i always stress is hey pick one strategy that fits who you are mm-hmm. and just focus on that one strategy get really good at it hammer it do back testing you know get some back testing software pay for it if you have to um and just do trade after trade after trade after trade until you understand it until it's like you know second nature to you and you're consistently profitable mm-hmm. only at that time should you then venture off and say okay and let me add another strategy right um so that's the that's the first thing that i tell everybody the second thing is not all strategies are for every person mm-hmm. like for me if you tell me hey you know um i'm gonna put a gun to your head and you have to be uh be profitable at futures trading i'll be like well you know <laughs> goodbye <laughs> you know tell my wife i love her uh, and uh, you know tell her where the life insurance is right, right. so <laughs> um that's a, that, so it's not for me you know my temperament my style the way i i am the risk temper the the risk appetite that i have have mm-hmm. it is different than everybody else and so you got to figure out what strategy and there's a thousand strategies and there's a every every strategy out there you can make money there are people out there making money with futures and day mm-hmm. trading and and options on futures and and uh, you know pairs trading and whatever you can think of people are doing it some of them making money most are not but if you find the thing that fits you and you're like you know what this this really this really makes sense to me i really get this then that's the one that you should focus on um most that's people a- are just like oh hey you know i found my friend is doing this or they, i can make a lot of money doing this or i saw an advertisement i saw an email and then they run into it and then they get blown out of the water we, we, we actually just had a discussion on that not too long ago dan uh about you know just when you take try to copy somebody else's strategy it's not your own you don't have yeah. the time and effort that you you know got put into learning it you're not passionate about it so what you're saying uh-huh. makes a whole lot of sense like yeah you need to find the thing that speaks to you mm-hmm. and i guess um if i give you one more it'll be that um 
time goes by a lot faster than we realize. And so if there are people out there that have already paved the way and you know for a fact that they're doing well, mm-hmm. then just do what they're doing, you know, or at least you, learn from them. <laughs> yeah. Learn from them. Yeah. You know, if you can hire them, hire them um, and just see what they're doing, learn, watch their strategies and just do what they're doing. And hopefully it should work. Right. Um, and then you can tweak it once you do what they're doing. And once you're getting good results, then you can start tweaking it and be like, okay, you know, I'm going to make it a little bit more conservative, a little more aggressive, a little bit, this, a little bit that, yeah. um, but follow the plan first you know, make it work. And then you add your own twist to it. Mm-hmm. Um, we have so you many people that come in. They're like, you know, I've been following you or I've been listening to you for two years. Okay. How many trades have you done? Well, not really. You know, I've been trying to do it on my own and watching free YouTube videos. I'm like, okay, right. well, you only get so far <laughs> watching free YouTube videos because you don't, number one, you don't know how legit they are. That's, yeah. that's one thing. Um, anybody can, like I said that, you know, any idiot can make a YouTube video. <laughs> we do. <laughs> it used to be hard to write a book. You know, you had to go to a publisher, get published and have references and all that stuff. Nowadays, man, you put up a PDF on Amazon. It takes like a weekend. So, yeah. and be like, oh, I'm an author. Okay, great. You know, everybody's an author now. So it's really, you got to be really um, careful of what you listen to. Speaking of which, where can they find your book? PassiveTrading.com. <laughs> yeah, so PassiveTrading.com. It's a free book. Um, you know, just pay for the shipping and we'll ship you out a printed copy of it. PassiveTrading.com. I'll put a link in the description for that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else that you want to share with uh, the listeners before we uh, sign off here? No, I mean, it's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, you guys, you guys are awesome. And I love it that you guys are honest and you share the wins and the losses. Um, uh-huh. Most of the time you only see, oh, I made a million percent. Oh, I made 20%. Oh, yeah. you, know, you don't see the losses. You don't see the, the nitty gritty behind the, behind the scenes stuff. And you guys are showing that. So that's, 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 I love that part. Um, well, it's the same thing with gamblers too, right? You talk to a guy who goes to the casino and says, oh, I won $300 last night. Well, how much did you lose the night before? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if people are interested in options, it's, it's a great, it's a great way to add some part passive money, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and if that's, if that fits, you know, it doesn't fit for everybody. Like some people, they come in and, and they're like, yeah, I'm trying to do this, but I'm, I'm doing this and doing that. I'm like, dude, you're too aggressive. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you want to be trading every day or every other day, then this is not for you. Um, right. You know, find something you can do this part time. And then with the, with the rest of your time, play something that, that fits to your style more. Um, right. But, but that's really important. You know, find your style um, and then it'll just, it'll just a whole lot easier. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just way easier. All right. Well, else can they, uh, so we can find you at optionsgenius.com. Uh, yep. you've also got your podcast. Yep. It's called the option genius podcast. All right. <laughs> oh, Hey, Marketing. yeah, we got really creative with that one. Yeah. <laughs> Very own brand. For you. Podcast. All right. Perfect. Yeah. We'll make sure we link all that stuff. All right. Uh, so if anybody wants to find out more, they can, uh, they can check it out in the description. Yeah. Yeah, Wait. absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us, Alan. This has been a great conversation. All of your, your knowledge and, and experience uh, has been a good time to listen to. We really mm-hmm. appreciate you coming by the, the shop with the, and talking with us today. Yeah. And no, I appreciate sharing the hardships too, because I feel like you learn more from those sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those not the hits on the head, you know, sometimes you got to do it over and over again. Yep. <laughs> but yeah. Eventually they yeah. feel it. Eventually they sink in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Well, there you have it, folks. We'll have all, all of that fun stuff in the episode description, all those links for you. Uh, any any parting words, Alan? Uh, just, you know, I per, I tell everybody, you know, trade with the odds in your favor. Um, there you go. And Maybe just be, a, be ever in your favor. Yeah, Isn't that a movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. All right. Well, I guess it's time to uh, kick everybody out. You don't got to go home, but you can't stay here. Until next time, happy trades. Bye. Bye, guys. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks in the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.